Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hi, talkers. It's Tuesday, kind of like a Thursday being the holiday week. So we're going to celebrate like it is a Thursday, even though it is Tuesday. And we've got a special guest with us, guest with us today. I'm sure you guys know who it is. It's Brittany Witch. Oh, is it Tuesday? Is it Thursday? It depends who you ask. Someone let her in the building again. It's Friday for <laughs> Julia. She's acting like it. I haven't done any work today. <laughs> I had my hair done at Spalon. You look good. You darken it a little. I'm trying to go guys. a little darker. You can look at Lori and Julie. I posted a picture. I feel like I'm a brunette now, but you you're look like great. You're, you're still blonde. You're both, you're both like no, not really. It's then it's a winter blonde. It's a winter blonde. Yeah. Um, we're not letting you in the Burnett Club yet. I mean, we'd I, love to have you. We've like been I'm, trying to recruit people. I feel like I'm getting closer. Now, I would say you're still still pretty blonde. <laughs> I, I think I am. Oh, gosh. We do have a fun show. We've got a great author coming on, and then we have a great um, entrepreneur is going to be coming on and talking about her cool uh, products, too. But in the meantime, you guys, you did some work last night, both of you, and I want to... Because you knew you were getting uh, the final grade today on... Uh, I did shame you guys <laughs> yesterday. That you don't uh, prepare for this show, this old program, as my dad daddy used to call it. So, all right, Grant, you saw Ghostbusters, the new one that's in the theaters. Yes. And Give it, us a review. Okay. So, without exp- giving any secrets away, because it's too new, I don't want to spoil anything. It's a great movie. It's a good movie. If you haven't seen the Ghostbuster flicks, if you're just going to see a good movie with a good adventure, you'll enjoy it. If you have kids, they'll really enjoy it. If you liked Ghostbusters, the old ones... You will, in my eyes, love it. The nostalgic value of this movie, I cried. The last 15 minutes of the movie, I was crying. Now, this doesn't surprise either. Yeah, (laughs) I'm an emotional guy. I'm very, and and nostalgia gets to me, but what they did with the cameos from the old cast were epic. And um, it's a good story. And it's not a whole new story. They kind of tie in some of the old story, the, the original. Ghosts from the first two Ghostbusters. I'm excluding that one that they made a few years ago. I'm talking about the original ones from the 80s. But they kind of pick off where that one left off. So it's a lot of familiarity with that. Like I said, there's the, the main character that's a kid is from um, Stranger Things on Netflix. The, ca- the, the cast of the kids are all great. So it's, it's a good movie for kids because they can go and have a fun little adventure. And you can bring introduce them into the world of Ghostbusters. But if you're an adult, there's a lot of funny parts that, that are kind of hidden away from the kids. And if, like I said... If you're a Ghostbusters fan, you might even shed a tear. I know I wasn't the only 37-year-old man in there crying at the end because it's epic. Was it scary? Because I couldn't take my nephews to the um, the one, the woman reboot one, because yeah. it was so scary. There was, you know, no. some scary stuff at the beginning. Okay. No, there's not a lot of, like, eerie, quiet moments, and they jump out and get you. There's none of that. It's very, uh, it's more of a action adventure with ghosts versus a scary thriller with ghosts. And, and that's kind of how it started. Yeah, yeah. It's just silly. Kind it's of silly. fun. Here's a yeah. comedy, and we're, by the way, we're Ghostbusters. Paul, go? Paul Rudd, fantastic in it. He was epic. I mean, he's always funny. He makes everything 
brings brings a fun light to everything. Sexiest man alive. Yes, he is. So if anybody has seen it or hasn't seen it, I hope you felt the same way I did because that's good because people are looking for movies to go watch. Yeah, Yeah, I want to take my nephews to something this weekend, so maybe I'll do that. The only thing I'm going to give you a heads up on because this happened to me and my mom a couple couple weeks ago is if it's one of the theaters with the reclining seats, they have limited numbers of seats in mm-hmm. those theaters. So you do need to double check if there's seats available because they don't, they have really limited number of seats. Yeah. Well, don't so double you, check ahead of time. I always buy them you in do. advance. Yeah. Well, of Me course, too. Me of too. Of course. You guys are of that generation. Of course we are. But I want to show up and <laughs> we, not go to a we movie. We used to just bop in. Well, and, that, it, and if tickets weren't available, we'll, we'll go to this one, then we'll walk over to that one after. That, okay. So you went to, but the movie's good. You give it a big thumbs up, and I love it that it's something that you can do with your family yeah okay we're definitely i'm gonna go but his his review sold me okay i know that really did it did me too because i haven't seen one since the very first one and haven't had a desire but if there's all the nostalgic stuff in it that grandma's just talking yeah. about i'm in i know my nephews loved the first ones but they it was funny because um the first time they were watching i was overhearing them and they, you forget there's so much smoking. You don't see, you know, like, a, oh, sure. you know, so my nephew was sitting there talking. He's like, oh, auntie, they all, Ghostbusters always smoke. And I was like, but that's why they weren't in the set. That's why they're in the newest one. <laughs> <laughs> they all died, Finn. Um, oh, no okay, so I, okay, I have to admit, I obviously know nothing. When it comes to sports, I'm not, I don't know a lot of the stuff, like the background, the history of certain things. Okay. So a good sports doc to me is like, a whole new world. And there's a series on Netflix. This is the second one I've watched. It's called Untold. And the first one I watched was Marty Fish. That was the super good. Player. The tennis player. It's who great. Was amazing. I was like, went to our, you know, tennis group. Yep. And I was like, we all have to watch this. The one I watched last night was Malice at the Palace. And it's this whole thing. I'm sure so many people know this. It was Indiana Pacers versus Detroit Pistons. The big thing is. Everybody is, knows this. I had no clue. I know. What, I had, texted me. I'm watching Malice at the Palace. And I thought, is this about the Royals? <laughs> I mean, I totally had no idea. And then, I didn't either. And, and then so you're like, I, everyone knows it's about the Pacers. I didn't against- say that everyone knows because I didn't know. I always go into it so blind. I'm just telling you, it was done so well. And these, you know, these these uh, Pacers, they ended up getting in so much trouble. The one guy who um, who went into the stands to start, you know, didn't start this fight. There's a whole background. Uh, Ron Artest. What was so interesting is they're interviewing them now. And their perspective. And this is a fight between basketball teams? Not basketball teams and fans. (laughs) Oh, my word. And so I'm just telling you, and there's so much that goes into it. I don't even want to say who starts it or this or that because that's a whole whole point of contention. But I'm just telling you, watching Ron Artest talk about what he went through and what his mindset was. and Was um, he a player? Yeah, and he was okay. one of the ones who went into the stands and punched somebody. Oh, jeez. And then some other fan came up and squared off with him and watching John Artest, <laughs> it was wild. But then having him talk about it, you know, this many years later, this was in 2004, so him talking about it and the insight he has and how he was just like, what his mindset was and... You know, he there's so much regret there, but there's also so much understanding. I I think once you watch it, you're going to have a weird amount of I don't want to even say empathy, but you just you go, yeah, I can see how that happened now. Like, wow, the fans were relentless. I mean, things were thrown. There was initiated. And also we didn't talk about mental health back then for players. I mean, we still barely do. Right. And. He, you know, this John Artest, he ended up changing his world name to Meta World Peace when he went to the Lakers. 
And even when he won, so he won a championship for the Lakers. And the big thing was, is Reggie Miller never won one. And that was kind of disappointing because that was the year they're supposed to win. And they all had these big, you know, suspensions. Right after Ron Artest won the ring, what he says in that interview is so shockingly enlightful that he was saying, or enlightened, that he said, I, I feel bad for leaving my other team, but I just had to leave. Wow. I know. I'm telling you, these, right, these men good. were just so insightful. It's worth watching. That sounds good. I'm not a sports person. It was done well. Untold. Malice at the Palace. On Netflix. Yeah. On Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. Perfect. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's stories we can't get enough of. Okay, so here's the deal, you guys. What? The Grammys. Girl. The Grammy nominations came out today, and Grant, I come into work, and he's so great. He's like, all right, I've got these for you, I've got this for you, I've got this for you. And I'm like, I didn't even know they were announcing the Grammys today. But here is a couple of the WTF moments. Mm -hmm. If you looked at this list, you guys. I did because Grant gave it to me. Thank God for Grant. No kidding. All right, so here's one. So we already talked about this. Okay, so for record of the year, which means a song, okay? Yep. It means song, not... Because album of the year means album. Al- album and a record, okay? But okay, record yep. of the year. So here's the song that gets nominated. Um, I Get a Kick Out of You, Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga, which, by the way, they are going to be sitting down tonight on Stephen Colbert, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Oh, because their specials coming out soon. The CBS yeah. special with them. So I think that'd be a cool moment to see because I think um, she loves him and they will guide him. You know, I hope tonight. so. I, you know, they will. I know. I know. I get so, you know, I mean, he, I watched that special with him before and you, you always just get worried when there's live TV involved. Yeah, but, I know they'll be fine. But I don't know why I'm worried for don't a man who's got like so much support. Okay. So that's a song of the year. Peaches, which we all, I think loved freedom by John Baptiste. Who's just, it's so fun because he has been the sidekick on Letterman forever, but he does all these great things. It's, I'm so happy he is having all this recognition, but here's the song. I still have faith in you by ABBA. This is, I call BS. No one listened to it. No, no one liked it. We no. all talked about it. Yeah. This song is not going to make it. I don't even know if I've heard it. Besides on this show. We we played it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Grant, if we have it available. I don't even care. But I'm I just, throwing this at yeah. Grant out of the blue right Which now. Which one's the name again? I'll I just look up another one. I still have Faith in You by ABBA. Okay. But this is a song that wasn't released, you know, 40 years ago because it stunk. And now they're calling it a song of the year. Yeah, there that's were just, many, many other things. Yeah, that's, that's just why. Who are they doing that for? I don't know. Do they want Abba to show up? Do I? I mean, is that a huge draw? Abba's going to be there. Like, I don't know. I mean, it feels very Christmas. I was going to no say, it feels like a church song almost. No, it has it in me. I mean, does that for any of us do anything? I think. No. Nothing. I think that's kind of a funny one that they gave out. Well, here's a couple of changes because the Grammys have been under wait, fire for years. I want to know which album or which record you think would win. Which one would which one affected you the most this year? Well, there's like five others. I know that are in. Leave I'm the, asking you. Okay, leave the door open. Driver's license. Montero, happier than ever. Um, we just pick the one that you think is going to win. We just be controversial for once in your life. Peaches. Wow. I, I like I like that song. What about uh, you guys? Kiss Me More, probably Doja Cat. That was a big one. Okay. It's hard to deny the effect that Driver's License had on the world for Oh, a while. that was my song, but I feel like it was the year before. 
I don't know, but it really was just last year. It was that? just last year, yeah. Oh my God, that song. How many times did we play it? We played it a lot. I played it a lot. I was going to an extreme breakup. I know you were. And, I and we were... listened to it 900 times. Grant, well, what out of these do you think is going to make it? I like that. I mean, I don't particularly listen to Doja Cat, but the popularity with her and how she's flying high on everything right now. Yep. I could see that one winning. I really do. Kiss me more. Yes, All right. Kiss me more. All right. You guys said it here first, but here's, you know, the Grammys. The Grammys organization has been under fire because of their closed door policies and the way they nominated things. And it was a big boys club so this is what they want us to know this year is that they um, are, it's been a year of unprecedented and transformational change for the Recording Academy. Mm-hmm. This year, the Academy eliminated nominations by review committees in general. I mean, just even that sentence, we've, we've eliminated nominations by review committees. And so instead of... Um, and what they mean now is is all of our nominees are going to be determined determined on the majority of peer to peer voting. So they've been cheating forever. That just says I know we've been cheating to see who we want to go through, but now we're really going to follow the real rules. It's and it's, they say that right there in that paragraph. And so why do we <laughs> believe right them? Why do we believe them now? I don't know, but it's going to be from um, Cash Coin Bitcoin Center and on a Monday night. Bitcoin Center. Mm-hmm. So that is happening. I don't know that we have enough time to get at the Janet Jackson's um, stylist spoke out from the wardrobe malfunction. What, what, what? Um, okay, so his name is Wayne Scott. And Luke. he wasn't on the show you watched, no, right? he wasn't. And Janet Jackson told him not to contribute to this documentary that oh. was being done on Hulu because she is doing her own documentary that's going to be airing on A&E and Lifetime in January. But basically, here's what he says. He said, um, I was hired to do a job. I did exactly what I was supposed to do. He came out to access Hollywood. And he said this because basically he's been having death threats. And he went on to say that um, jobs typically require him as as a stylist um, to have snaps, pins, and Velcro. Um, Therefore, he was hired to um, what he did was what he was hired for by having a part of Jackson's breast exposed during the performance with Justin Timberlake. If I would have hurt my friend, I went to work with Janet for six years after the Super Bowl. So he kept his job. Yeah. So their friendship maintained. But here's what he slammed Justin Timberlake saying, blaming him for the... Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This hap and said he hasn't spoken to the sexy back singer since. Back in the day, he was making $10,000 a day, he said. He said Justin came off the stage and said it was just a little wardrobe malfunction. We all want to give you something to think about. He coined that phrase. And when he said it, I thought, friendship over. The wardrobe malfunction. Uh, he said, I was a pro- professional. I can't fail. Why did this guy said that? It was just a little um, wardrobe malfunction. We all want to give you something to talk about. And you see him saying that quote, kind of, we all give him something to talk about. But he said, um, somebody didn't push the button. Somebody didn't protect my friend. And um, he said he's blaming the producers for not cutting away. Um, and he said people could have cut to black. We were never supposed to see the moment when the breast was exposed. Um, and, but however, the top producer in this documentary that you're watching on Hulu about malfunction dressing down to Janet Jackson felt betrayed because she didn't know that Janet was doing all this stuff with Justin and her stylist behind the scene. Wow. So he says, she says, now we have to wait for Janet's documentary I to know. out to find out the real thing. Janet, there we're you waiting. Go. There you go. All right, Grant, what's happening with the traffic? Just a couple accidents to talk about here, really. Only. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We've got a beautiful Sunshine Tuesday, and we are delighted to be by being uh, joined by New York Times bestselling author of nine novels. We have Christy Woodson Harvey with us. Hi, Christy. Hi, how are you? We're Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Just excited for Thanksgiving, getting ready. Oh, I bet you are. And you've got a new book that just came out. I do. I do. I'm so excited. It's called Christmas in Peachtree Bluff. And I've been on the most fun book tour, and um, it's just been it's been a whirlwind of a few weeks, and it's just been so wonderful to get to see readers again. Oh, I bet after I bet I bet because that that's important. I think to have the interface with people and talking, you know, yeah, we love your book versus a Zoom thing where you see all the pictures or something. So thank you for being with us. Um, so, oh my gosh, thank, thank you. So this is the first Peachtree Bluff book that we've read, and I believe this is the fourth installment in the Peachtree Bluff chain of books, right? Exactly, yes, the fourth. And you don't, and I've never read any of the other ones, and this is a standalone novel to me. Yes, okay, great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. That was the plan, but it's always nice to know from readers <laughs> that that's that, that that panned out. So that, thanks for saying that. That worked. So why don't you tell everybody, um, you know, what the book is about? Yeah, I absolutely will. So like you said, it is the fourth book in the Peachtree Bluff series, which is a series about three grown daughters, the mother that bonds them, and a big secret from their past that has the potential to reshape what it means for them to be a family. So in this book, um, the holiday season is heading toward my fictional coastal town of Peachtree Bluff, Georgia, and so is the storm of the century. So granddaughter Vivi, who is um, one of the, the grandchildren in this story, is um, having some bad teenage behavior, and her behavior ends up inadvertently getting herself and her grandparents 
stuck on the island of Peachtree Bluff during this huge hurricane. And so it is up to the three sisters and protagonists of this book, um, Emerson, Sloan, and Caroline, to not only rescue their family, but also to put Peachtree Bluff back together again just in time for Christmas. So there's plenty of um, family drama in this book. Um, all of these women have, you know, kind of a big hurdle that they're overcoming in their lives in addition to, obviously, this big hurricane that's heading their way. Right. Now, when you are writing, okay, are you from a big family, Christy? Okay, so I am and I'm not. Um, this is I get this question a lot. Okay. I'm actually an only child, but I have a big family. My mom is one of four sisters. Okay. And I think I just grew up inadvertently studying them. You know, I wasn't doing it on purpose, but... Um, even now, you know, I can tell which one of my which which one of her sisters my mom is talking to, even on the phone. Or I was just always really fascinated by these dynamics between sisters that I think are really special, and it's a kind of relationship that you really don't get anywhere else. I think, Christy. So we've got two big, big scary things in this book. We've got a fifteen-year-old headstrong, rebellious girl, <laughs> and an out-of-season hurricane. In your opinion, which one is more dangerous? <laughs> about 50 50 the hurricane lasts less time there you go yeah Mm. isn't that the truth some of the things when you're describing vivi you know the dirty looks that her mom caroline and some of the other things i'm just thinking boy or girl teenagers go through a stage that you're just like how did this come out of me or how is this my child you know oh my gosh it was so funny i had a friend text me this morning and she was like i just finished the book and you know, I loved it. And you really nailed the 15 year old daughter. And I was like, Oh, good. But it was so fun for me because, you know, this series, um, the way that I wrote it, Ansley, who is the mother, kind of the matriarch of this family is a protagonist of all of the books in the series. And then each sister gets her own book. So Caroline is the protagonist of the first book and then Sloan and then Emerson, the third. And so when I sat down to write Christmas and Peachtree, I thought, well, who do I include and who do I leave out? And so I added Vivian and it was so much fun to get to kind of become this 15 year old girl and like put myself in those shoes. And um, I loved writing her character and it just was like a real, it was just a really fun kind of change of pace for me. Oh, I believe it. Now you, you were talking about this thing with sisters and you're an only child And um, I have two sisters and there Mm -hmm. is something and I work with my sister-in-law who's on vacation out of town. No, she's just not here today. And Brittany's sitting in for her. And we've been on the air almost 20 years. We're in our 20th year. So even though she's my sister, I've spent more time with my sister-in-law than I think I have ever spent with my (laughs) sisters in my life because we work together. It's amazing the different ways you navigate sister relationships. Oh, yeah. Completely. Well, and I think, you know, again, speaking from an outside perspective, Mm -hmm. but I think a little bit the relationship with your sisters is somewhat similar to a relationship with your mother and that you can say things to your sisters. You can act in ways with your sisters that you probably wouldn't with anyone else. Absolutely. Ultimately, they're going to love and forgive you probably. Right. You know. Their levels, right? But like on a general day to day, like you can take your bad mood out on your sister, and she might like, you know, be mad and tell you what you can go do, but she's probably going to be, you know, forgive you tomorrow, and it's all going to be fine. She, you're so right. So I'm so glad because I'm reading the book, and this is the first that I've we've read in the series, 
And so I was trying to figure out where Peachtree Bluff was because at one point they they get on a boat in Miami and I'm like, how the hell far are they going to drive? Because I had no idea. So I'm glad you told me it's in Georgia. And I'm sure that's in yes, the beginning of the book that I just missed that it, sentence or something. It is so funny that you say that because well, so Peachtree Bluff is actually based on Beaufort, North Carolina, which is a little coastal town where I live. Right. Um, but for all sorts of reasons, my editor wanted me to write about Georgia instead of North Carolina. And so when I sat down to write this book and I knew this whole boating adventure was going to be right. involved, I said to my husband, I was like, okay, I've got to get them on this boat from New York to Georgia. And like, I don't know, I mean, it was like three days or four days or something. And I was like, how do we do that? And he said, well, I hope that you have one of them dating Elon Musk, because I don't think anyone else would have the technology to be able to do that. <laughs> so you just added that in the book. I, I was trying to figure that out, so that's that's funny. Okay, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Christy Woodson Harvey. And Christy keeps good company in the author world, because she has a web show and podcast, Friends in Fiction, with fellow authors that we've had on, Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, who book, book of names, Loved Patty Callahan, love her, and Mary Alice Monroe. So um, how is that going for you guys? Oh, my goodness. Um, This is so hard to believe, but tomorrow night we are celebrating 100 episodes of Friends in Fiction. That's awesome. Um, Yes. Ellen Hildebrand's going to be our special guest. Oh, fun. Celebrate with us. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's going so well. It is shocking to me to think that, I mean, we really started this at the beginning of the pandemic yeah. because none of us could go on book tour and right. we thought that we were going to do seven episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so to look at how far we've come and what a hugely unexpected surprise this all was, it's just, it's been really fantastic and we're so grateful for it. We're so grateful for this incredible community that has sprung up around us. And I think we're like 55,000 members strong right now, which is just Unbelievable. That, that so is, it's been really great. That's awesome, Christy. Is there something okay, so these women I've I think I've read four out of the five authors here. Um okay. that you're with. Is there something like when you're ever stuck or is there a writing process that one of them does that you thought, Wow, maybe I should do that, that would help me out here? Do you guys share like trade secrets? Absolutely. Um and I will tell you this. So my first historical novel is coming out in 2022 oh, it's called okay. The Wedding Veil and um, it's about Edith and Cornelia Vanderbilt who um, lived at Biltmore House. Edith was George Vanderbilt's wife and mm-hmm. Cornelia his daughter so they were sort of the first family of Biltmore and um, and there's a contemporary storyline as well so my readers will not you know my readers of my contemporary fiction will feel right at home in the story I think but yeah I mean Kristen and Patty both right. write historical fiction and um I asked them a lot of questions. I mean, especially when it came to um, researching and especially during a pandemic. Um, They were very helpful. We were all researching at the same time. And you know what? I just have to tell you, and this is not like a trade secret, but it was so important because for Christmas and Peachtree Bluff and for the wedding veil, you know, we were all in such a weird time, obviously. I mean, no matter what we were doing, no matter where we were, it was scary and it was weird and it was hard to really feel properly focused or creative. And Mary Kay actually started something with the five of us where every morning at 7 a.m. she sent a text out and said, okay, everybody up, everybody writing. And we would all text each other and say, you know, this is my goal today. This is what I'm working on. And sometimes it might be, I have to get through 2,000 words. Sometimes it might be, I have to figure out, you know, this 
this problem that my protagonist is having or and we would ask each other's opinions and advice about certain things in the stories and then we would write and it kept me focused there was something about knowing that everyone else was writing too and that you know I was going to have to report back and say okay I've done my I've met my goal for the day I've done my thing for the day and we did it you know seven days a week Seven o'clock in the morning. Seven days. Wow. Seven days. Well, you know, Surviving Savannah, Patty's book, and then Kristen Arnold's book of names, and I can't think of her one after that, the one with the red cover, and she was on for that. The Forest of Vanishing Stars. Love that book. Love that book. So you were Mm -hmm. in such great company, company, and I think a lot of people did have COVID communities as it, you know, if you will. But I love that yours is extended. We're running out of time. So before we let you go, Christy, the book is Christmas in Peachtree Bluff. It's it's a fun novel, and I love getting to know the family and the sisters. And um, if you want to tell us the last great book you've read or one that's coming out soon by one of your friends. Yes, absolutely. Um, Okay, I just finished one right now called On Jen Lane by Brooke Lee Foster. She's a fellow gallery books author. It's absolutely incredible. I think it comes out this spring. Um, It's a story about um, a woman and the Hamptons and a big hotel fire and a big secret. It's great. (laughs) Oh, I'm Jen Lane. I'm totally going to look it up. And your publicist is amazing that I work with too, by the way. Oh, thank you for saying that. She does a great job for you guys. Christy, it is so nice to chat with you and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for writing this book. It's super fun. And we've got two copies to give away. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. We'll take like a third and fourth caller grant, I think. And take care, Christy. And when we come back. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're going to have a little ab talk when Mm. we come back. All right. Julie. Big shout out to Connie and to Don. Woo, woo. You guys are the winners of Christmas in Peachtree Bluff. We'll get, oh, man. You guys get everything. We'll get these out in the mail today. Okay. So, you know, Hootie Fest 2022 <laughs> is right around. It's the, around the corner. When When is it again? The end of January. Holy moly. The Did, most expensive three day trip I'm ever taking. Didn't you break that news when Brittany was yes, here? Yes, when you guys yes. <laughs> and We like, were so excited. And then, um, of course, immediately she's like, oh, by the way, can you work for me? Yeah, by the way. <laughs> right. Well, I got to take care of both things, you know. All right. So anyway, um, so it's, you know, just beaching. It's an outdoor music concert. You're single. For like- you're ready to mingle. You're going to travel. You're going to be wearing a swimming suit, dancing, drinking, eating. You want to you got to you want to get reading. Cut. Well, so here's oh, my, yeah, you'll here's be my reading so, so much. So I started this ab countdown and i haven't done one day yet and then um and then today i just saw this in the daily mail about sting he reveals the secret to his watch he's 70 years old by the way and his, his body looks his legit. washboard midruff he perform he performs a perpetual crunch literally he did a tiktok yep and he's just got his head lifted up and that's it yeah and he, he just, just stays holds it. and he just holds it but we know he does more and you know once you have those secret abs, maybe they stay. How long, though? Like, <laughs> I want to know if the, anyone knows, like, a, I, I mean, how many months in a row do you have to do it? Like, if you commit to 30 days of crunch. Like this thing is saying it's a forever thing. Seven-minute abs. Seven-minute abs. I'm just kidding. I, I mean, remember, I was a certified class instructor <laughs> for two weeks once, and I did have good abs, but I, you know, I, do, I would... 
like the countess, how does she have such good abs? She I doesn't, have no she idea. Has, I've never seen. I mean, does anyone have like a ab thing that I really think some works? Some of this we have to is admit just is genetics and food and food. They do say my mom always says this because she's you know Beverly abs <laughs> are made in the kitchen. <sighs> Minute on the lips, forever on the hips. Hips, there you uh, go. That's the you one know. I always know. Oh, I eat slow. So though. it really is. <laughs> it, it really is. It's a. It's food is like what eighty five percent. I don't know. You're looking at me like I know. I mean, Grant. Uh, I would say for me, when I, I stop drinking regular soda, I have a pooch already, but it's definitely half as full when I'm not drinking sugar. Okay. Sugar. That's. I don't drink soda though. I that, know. Isn't that so annoying? Because it's like, why? When people can, can I, cut that out? Right. What? I don't know. I already did that 20 years ago. Give oh. me something I can cut out. <laughs> I know. Oh, alcohol. Oops. Okay. Never yeah, mind. Never mind. No, yeah, it's no. the holidays. No, I'm back. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just like. If all you had to do is just lift your hat up, it for a looks minute. hard. I don't know why you're acting like it doesn't look hard to sit at that. And he probably does it for a while. I know. I, I hate ab stuff. Every time in class when they're like, "Now we're gonna do abs," I'm always like, "Ugh." I, I, I yeah, I know it. Like I, I want to do it, but I just hate. Doing I know. It. There's a machine. I had remember the ab machine that yeah. you would roll with the roller, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. had the knee pad, and you just go in and it's out. It's terrible. It's really and hard. In, and that that's was a, tough. I still have that damn thing. Maybe I'll take it out again. Yeah, maybe that's the key. Oh, jeez. First off, you're going to call in while you're at Hootie Fest. I know. We've already committed to that. Okay, good. Yes. We've already committed. And it's going to be in the morning, so I'm going to call the morning show probably. Aww. I don't know what my condition would be like if I call in the middle of the afternoon in the sun. And let's just say I have one miller. Oh, light. the sun. The <laughs> sun is what? And I the just, sun is just the one thing that throws one. you off. And I just, all right, so no one is, has amazing abs that they can call and share their ab routine. I mean, I think they're just like... It's all common sense. You want to do these things or not? Your body looks amazing. Just calm it down. Does. Okay, so I'm going to be in Montana for the holidays, and my little sister has abs of steel. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I hope you know when you come, you're not eating. We're just doing abs. We're just, and bring your biking shoes because I got a new Peloton. And people like, in Bozeman okay. are, people they're in Montana, fit. they're they're wild. They're so fit. They just want to do things all the time. No, I was we there. don't leave her house, but we do exercise in the home oh, and right around my, and we'll go hiking in the right, mountains right there. My family in Bozeman are like, we have to go hiking. We oh, have yeah. to do all these things. They want to do morning runs, all oh, this yeah. stuff. And I'm like, <sighs> they're very motivated to exercise. Yeah, that is a thing because there's bears. We don't have to deal with bears. We have to run fast. Yeah, we don't have to be all that fast in Who Minnesota. Just talking to they're right. Like I went for a run in Bozeman and they were like, hey, do you want to bring bear spray? And I was like, what are the oh, chances yeah. I would do well if a bear comes at me and I need to use bear spray? Like it's it's done. Mm-hmm. It's probably done. Oh, no, I know. My, my friend Mary just sends us a text and she goes i have the abs you just can't see them that's true <laughs> we all have abs so yeah. really maybe that's the way to look at it yeah yes give us you're in nursing school so I what am. do we know about the abs what well, do they hook d- up to they didn't they didn't tell well, <laughs> you've got your your external obliques okay yeah um you're your transverse abductus which is under okay. and then you've got uh your serratus anterior which is like this part on the model, it's very defined. She's, she's doing it on the very side of you. Like near like your uh, rib cage. Um, believe it or not, in nursing school, they don't tell you how to get ripped at all. Like no. at no point has my A&P teacher, my anatomy and physiology teacher been like, and this is how you get ripped. It's amazing. I'm like, what am I paying money for here? Wait, 
What's Tell the everybody. Point? Okay, so Grant, she's back in college with twenty year olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, so ne- this week is Thanksgiving. So I was lovely. like, I know. I was all excited. I was talking to them, and I was, you know, I have to live vicariously through them. They're 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 young and and were super fun. And I was like, you guys, tomorrow's like the big night where you go hook up with your crushes <laughs> from high school, your hometown crushes. Right. right. And this one girl goes, I go see, like, what's the bar you're going to go to? Like, where are you going to do? What are you going to do? What, you know, who are you going to hang out with? And the girl, <laughs> I forgot how young she is. She goes, well, I'm not 21 yet, so I won't be going to a bar. <laughs> and then and I was like, forget about that. And then I also said the other girls who were there, like, I don't really know if that's like a thing we're going to do. And I was like, keep in mind, like, there's a reason I'm 35 and back in college. Like, that's <laughs> the way I viewed life. <laughs> so maybe, maybe my advice you shouldn't take. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be me in oh, 15 wh- years. Oh, Back 100%. In no, I, I was, you know, I didn't graduate till I was 25. Yeah, yeah. I, I, took, love. I took the long and winding I, college tour. I, I, there's a girl in my class, too, who she goes on these dates, and I make her tell me everything. <laughs> Good mm-hmm. It's you. just like you, where do, I'm like, tell me everything. Do, but do they, do the girls, I mean, do they? They get a kick out of me. They, they're they funny because they know I'm loud and I have no shame. The other day, it was oh, somebody's that's birthday. That's what they're saying. Yeah, no, but you get this. The other day, it was somebody's birthday, and this girl goes, hey, Brittany, it's, let's say her name was Allison. It's Allison's birthday, because they know I'll be like, uh, and get everybody right, singing, because sure. they know I don't care, you right. know? Um, but it's a wild world, too. Like, the other day, the, these these girls in my class, we were, you know, working on something, and there was a lot of free time, and they started talking about what colors they want for their wedding. Stop. And I haven't heard. they're 20 years. Stop. Yeah, but you know, mm-hmm. but you remember when you are young and you used to think about those things and now I'm like, you know, and they even like were, they were very sweet and they're like, well, you know, I want these colors. And I was just like, I haven't heard this kind of talk. You know what? I haven't either. In years. That is like, hysterical. It was, it's just, I, I don't know, man. I think I just love being around young people. They're just funny and they'll tell you their whole world. They want you to know everything about them. That's super fun. Not That's fun. super fun. All right. Well, thanks everybody for the advice on the flat abs. Basically, um, <laughs> you're, someone you're, just said quit you're, eating. You're set. <laughs> quit eating. <laughs> I'm, I'm so kidding. I know. I'm so though. kidding. All right. So when we come back, we've got, oh, we've got a fun show. Just stay with us. This is Lori and Julia. This is My Talk 1071. We're always streaming and you can download us and take us wherever you want and place any time of the day. We've got an app, and we've also podcast wherever you uh, download your podcast. We'll be right back.